Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during Movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. In my business, there is only one place, and that's to be a winner. Wash your hands, wash your butt, man, that's it. Well, I felt like SpongeBob for a minute, right? They said, hey, Dad, let's make a TikTok. You know, there's times where you make plays that are special. And there's some times where you're like, that's pretty fucking good. Hey, what up? It's Mercedes Lewis here, a.k.a. Big Dog. When you're listening to Poor Man's Package Podcast, go Pack Go. Right, man, I'm so excited. Let's roll. Let's roll. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Poor Man's Packers Podcast, the number one Packers podcast in the state of our minds. I'm Spencer Zizmanowicz, joined as always with Kyle Zarkowski. Kyle? Hello! Green Bay Packers football is fun again. Yes, it is fun again. Who knew that the <sighs> season wasn't actually over? Hey, the defense came back. Maybe we need to apologize to Mike Pettin. We won't, but... 12 stressed it all last week. Well, he didn't really stress it. It was just kind of a one-liner, but last week is looking to be an anomaly. Yeah, uh, and it obviously was, um, you know, it's been a big story the past week. The reporters getting asking some pointed questions. Mm. You know, has the defense has have defenses figured out the Packers' offense? One they out of not. five. They have not. Yeah, one out of five remains to be seen. And uh, uh, one of my favorite stats: the Packers are still the only team yep. to score points on their first possession. Love that. It's it's to the point now. It it's kind of I don't want to say it's a negative thing, but now it's the only thing I think about during the first yeah. drive. Is, oh, we got to get it, or else we can't say it anymore. Like, yeah, the pressure. It's like yeah, it's like pressure building almost. Where it's like okay, here we go. Mm-hmm, and it we it was tested a little bit there, but we did win thirty five to twenty. A pretty solid game. Uh, no complaints. We'll have our well. Nor- what we'll find some complaints. Yeah, don't worry. we yeah we'll find some minute complaints, but overall. Very few for this team. On this episode, we will have our pick six, mm. the six uh, big plays that shaped the game, mm-hmm. which appears to now have been stolen from other entities <laughs> on Packers Twitter. Um, we will have our breakdown of the offense and defense for the game. We'll have dumb Packer fan of the week, Uh-oh. dumb former Packer of the week. What? Uh, yep. We will have is Kyle an idiot slash stump Spenny for Packers trivia. Then we will have our little outro with a Vikings preview slash predictions. All right. But first, pick six. Pick six. Pick six. Pick six. Yeah. All right, Kyle, start us off. The Packers, I guess I should say this, the Packers did win 35-20. You, you did say that in the I intro. Did? Okay. But that's okay. But yes, 35-20. Yeah, very important. Five and one, five and fun. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, but yeah, the, the first, the play that really set the tone for the game, um, 40 seconds 46 seconds left in the first quarter. It was already 7-0. So the tone was kind of set because they marched right down the field. But this play was like, okay, this is a special day. Yep. Third nine, ridiculous throw down the sideline to Devontae Adams. I mean, just an absurd flow. I feel like you can say this every single week where it's like, whoa, that's one of the best throws of Rodgers' career. Yeah. I mean, how lucky we are to just week in and week out just see him put it 
wherever he wants to in these impossible spots. And then that's not to take away from the ridiculous catch from Devontae down the sideline. Corner was right on his hip, right right in his jersey, really, and he still made the catch. And then, yeah, just kept rolling from there. It it and we've been we've been saying this way too much. You know, this play sums up the game. This play sums yeah. up this player. But this that play kind of did. It was a third down pickup, third and nine for Devontae. One of those were you know great route, just enough just enough space, and a classic Rogers where he whizzes the ball you know, right past the defender's helmet. Those, yeah. Those are the fun ones. And, like, the craziest stat of that game is the Packers were 7 of 12 on third down. All seven conversions went to 17. That's yeah. absurd. And, like, I think I mentioned to you before the recording, it felt like on all seven of those conversions, he was running a different route each time. Yeah. So it's just impossible to defend, impossible to kind of predict where where i mean it's not impossible to predict where the ball is going but how it's going to get there is what fooled him every time especially with Devonte off the line you know the f- the first half second it's Best tough to know league. where he, where he's going to go and Best that's, in the league that's that. what causes the problems for the defense and obviously we'll get into Devonte a little bit later he had a pretty solid game mm. all right next pick six play uh second quarter 354 left second and 20 uh the score is 14 nothing this is after the punt and you know houston is uh, driving after starting from their two yard line, they make it all the way past midfield. It's looking like okay, this is gonna we're gonna start crumbling on defense. You know, Mike Pettin, it's the second quarter. Something's gonna start falling apart. But no, uh, on the second and twenty play, Chris Barnes. I mean, there was pressure all around. Deshaun Watson's running, but Chris Barnes stayed it stayed in the center of the field, ran up, got the sack. Eventually, it leads to the you know it was then third and twenty five after that causes the missed field goal no points yep. very very important it took a lot of time off the clock but and it's also nice to see chris barnes make an actual splash play like that too yeah and it eventually led to a shutout for the first half which was yeah. so refreshing especially after you know the dreadful performance last week and i think i mean i don't know but i i, I gotta imagine that's one of if not the only shutout of a half that the packers had defense have had so far not not just that but we've talked about it before how Mike Pettin's defenses usually have a slow start and that is obviously exactly the opposite of that not you know allowing any points in the first yep and yeah like unlike last week as well uh you know part of credit to that you know miss field goal was a very timely penalty I think they brought it down to the you know three or four yard line but then it got called back which led to the second 20 and mm-hmm. so yeah and then it leads to that missed kick and and yeah Kept rolling. Works works for us. All right, Kyle. The third uh, the third play was uh kind of a frustrating one. Let's let's come back down to earth for a second. Yep, these it are, was, this this kind of sums up Mike Petton, you know, the defense. Yep. Um Deshaun Watson went off script, made a great play. David Johnson back in the end zone, but the I think the the suspect there is Ty Summers. If you watch him on that play, he just kind of gets lost in the sauce. He he is he has David Johnson for a second, but then passes him off it's him as if Josh. he's going. I mean, he's 14 yards away from Deshaun Watson, so it's yeah. like okay, the the near yeah the nearest Texans to Ty Summers was David Johnson, which is about two yards away, and Deshaun Watson, which was 14, and yeah. yet he still passed off David Johnson, which he should have just followed him. Could have been a, a pass breakup, but yeah, pretty he frustrating. Passed him to the corner of the end zone for no reason. Like no one is there. You can see Josh Jackson near you, and you can see he's going after Watson. What are you doing? Another little. Uh, I was going to talk about this later, but Ty Summers, not very good in pass coverage. He's actually the lowest rated pass covering inside linebacker in mm. the NFL currently per play. So that just kind of lets you know there. He's a shorter guy too, seventh round pick. Can't expect much from him, but you kind of want to see at least 
being in the right a position. little yeah kind of football IQ so to speak I yeah, guess l- where little just, little up and down for the defense. yeah yeah but um fourth go ahead yeah the fourth play uh it's 21 7 4 51 left in the third third down and oh. this was the big play the play that Rodgers even kind of missed him on Devonte Adams the 45 yard touchdown mm. beautiful it it's it's something like Devonte almost plays a different game than the defense where he's just in control it, where he makes people look lost he's yes he isn't this overpowering type receiver you know the highlight catches not blistering speed, speed or anything or juking them out of their shoes he's just always automatically five yards open off the line and he was for that entire play. Yeah, and I, I encourage you to go rewatch it again. If you look at the corner that's lined up over Devontae, I mean, it looks like he has cinder blocks on his right. feet yeah. off the line of scrimmage. I mean, he, he he's like frozen in time, and Devontae is already, you know, two yards past him, two yards of separation. I, I hadn't thought of it before. You And I never played soccer except for, like, the YMCA when I was, like, five years old. Everybody did. Yeah, absolutely. But, you know... Like goalies on place kicks or on uh, penalty shots, I should say. Oh, interesting. How you you have to kind of guess which way they're going to kick. If you're a defender lining up against Devontae, you almost have to do that. It's just a crapshoot. And guess which way he's going to go. And uh, the other thing, too, one of my favorite things as a fan is we watched the game together here at your apartment, and you you were not too happy with me on this play because (laughs) as soon as he broke off the line of scrimmage, I just yelled, got him before <laughs> yeah. Rodgers was even in the last step yeah. of his drop back yeah. and that is my favorite feeling as a fan is like saying got him yep. and it ends up and he ends up getting him and it was a 45 yard touchdown beautiful play I forgot who who posted on Twitter oh it was that it, yeah someone I think we retweeted it from the account but Kamal Martin was the got him guy on that play yes. you can see Devontae break free he puts his arms up on the sideline the only one on the sideline yeah with the with the touchdown signal yep so uh once again you know we had the up and down on defense up and down on offense the third quarter wasn't very good Kyle, this is the uh, fifth pick, sixth play, and it is all for yours, all for you. This is your guy. Take it away. October 25th, 2020. A day I laughed, a day I smiled, but also a day I cried. It is the day I depart from the MBS Express. Oh, my God. Third quarter, the offense was already being, was, was, coming to a screeching halt i think we already had two three and outs up to that point fourth quarter. or fourth quarter fourth i'm quarter. sorry we, yeah we had two three and outs up to that point and it was third and ten mvs runs a good route it's a it's a good not great ball mm-hmm. very catchable and right in the midst and it's just it's just dropped it's dropped the defender didn't make a play that again he created you know enough separation to where it was an uncontested catch mm-hmm. and he just dropped it and who did Marquez Valdez scaling. Ah, shocking. MBS Express is no more for me. If you're still on the train, you know, I respect that. More power to you. And yeah, I, more power to you. I, I'm, I'm, I'm rooting, rooting for you to root for him, but I'm sorry, I just can't do it anymore. I, I can't do it anymore. It, hey, it's big of you. We, you know, no one was a bigger fan of MBS than you. You obviously didn't, uh, you know, we're not even halfway through the season and he jumped off, but hey, you you gave it your you gave it there, your all. There's just there's too long of stretches to where he just disappears, and then during those disappearances, he has these you know pull your hair out type of <laughs> yeah. mistakes, and I just I'm gonna root for him when he does good. Yep. I'm gonna be very happy, but I'm great fan. It, it like my mindset is just kind of is is 
down. It's Ooh, it's like really? not not <laughs> expecting much. Like I don't, I don't know how to phrase it, but I'm just like not. I'm not expecting much anymore. You you can't believe it until you see it with him, and we don't see it very often. That that that's MVS. That that was the straw, and consider the camel's back broken. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll get back to MVS later when we break down the the positions. But the last pick six of the game, thirty-five twenty. Let's is, go back up. Yeah, go, go back. Thirty-five up. twenty. We won. Oof. And the the back and forth here towards the end of the game, the special teams lapses, which we'll talk about, the defense kind of crumbling, but. A couple little bright spots towards the end there. Uh, 35-20, like a minute left in the game. This was after they recovered. the Texans recovered an onside kick. Henry Black forces a fumble on David Johnson, and I don't think I've seen a more ridiculous forced fumble in my life. It just pops straight up in the air. It looked like one of those picks, you know, that just... I, I rarely hear you give a good, like, belly laugh. <laughs> and you were laughing hard, was, like, as the play was happening. Like, the play wasn't even over yet, and you were just dying. Oh, that was a treat. Well, it's like we had two defenders who could fair catch the ball almost. <laughs> and it was this undrafted rookie who just forced it. Like, you know, there's four, you, you try to force fumbles, but you don't try to force a fumble like that. Right. Like, it's that high up in the air. I loved it. And after that, the game was it was over. Yeah, David Johnson did us a favor by kind of doing that spin because it created the momentum <laughs> yeah, to just exactly. launch it in the that's air. Exactly. So, it. Yeah, it was a that was a, a very fun, fun play. Yep, and a fun game. And as Henry Black. Yeah, what a. I mean, a lot of guys. I don't remember his name. I'm sure back in we we have a we up. have a podcast about the Packers, so you know you'd think we'd know up and down everyone, but. Seriously, I had never heard of the guy's name. Yeah, undrafted guy out of Baylor. He's been on the practice squad since the beginning of the year. Got called up just for the game, and he performed. I think we're going to hopefully see more of him. It's nice to see those splash plays. Absolutely. But like we said, fun game. And now for the 10th time, uh, 35-20, the Packers won. We'll (laughs) hop right into the offense review here. Quarterback position, uh, two guys played, but one played a little bit more. Aaron Rodgers, (laughs) 27 for 34. 23. 20 God, I can't read my own writing. 23 for 34, 283 yards, four touchdowns, and a pass rating of 132.4. Pretty solid. No real complaints. Uh, kind of some weird misses at say, times. If you want a nitpick, like he, there, there was some, some weirdly kind of inaccurate. I mean, not inaccurate, but just they, off the mark. They were. I mean, and it was those balls that we talked about too, where he's trying to put it in a spot where only his guy can get it. I know. Uh, one of the Mercedes Lewis targets was like 10 yards out of bounds, mm-hmm. not even close. There was a couple others that were off. The Tanyan I mean, one. Even the Tanyan catch, you know, if he hits him weird. in stride, it's going to be a bigger pickup. The Devontae Long touchdown could have been a little better, yeah, but, but he did picking. I, I only caught the end of the McAfee interview today, but I think he did mention that he said something like Devontae was so damn open a lot yeah. of times. that He was just trying not to miss him. Yeah. And that's... and yeah, he, he, he did a great job of doing that, but... Yeah, like even the forty-five yard touchdown, Devontae kind of had to completely turn around to to catch. But mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, we're, we're obviously nitpicking at this point. It's a hell of a day. We're so damn spoiled and lucky with Aaron Rodgers. That yeah, still, we're we're grasping at straws. Still one of the top guys in the MVP race, which doesn't matter. It is still October, but you know, it's always nice to look back and say that to yourself. If nothing else, absolutely. Uh, but yeah, it, and it's a, we're just taking what the defense has given us at this point. Nothing mm-hmm. too flashy, flashy, but it's. It's like we said, the wide open guys, you throw it to the wide open guys, and which segues right into Mr. Devontae Adams, who had a pretty solid game. Uh, 13 receptions out of 16 targets, 196 yards, a career high, two touchdowns, and of course the long of 45. And kind of put it together here, Rodgers has talked, he mentioned this a couple times this week, is 
the catch radius of Devontae mm. Adams. And we mentioned MBS there too. Because there was there was another third down play as well where uh Devontae was running a crossing route going left to right. And Rodgers did not throw a good ball there either, where it was way behind him and pretty low. But Devontae was able to adjust to it, pick it up, got the first down. That catch radius is so large because he has such great hands, knows how to you know change his route to pick yep. up those balls. It's the exact opposite of MBS. Mm. MBS, it's like it needs to be in his chest and leading him a little bit. Anything else, it's almost like he's given up. On and the even play. then, it's like you you kind of you kind of hold your breath for a second, making sure he's he's watching that or getting that ball secured. And yeah, you, you, MBS Express. Yeah, yeah, slowing down. Yeah, um, it's sticking with Devontae, I mean, I don't know what else you can say. The, even the screen pickup too that he had. Just a ridiculous, yeah, he would have He would have probably gotten tackled, but then he stopped, stepped back, waited for Elton Jenkins to get up there, get yep. the block, picked up first down. He and does I, all the little things. I will right. give MVS credit on that play as well. He did make a, a pretty nice block. He's, and, good, he's good at run blocking. Yeah. So. At times. And it was it was a very I, I, I never really liked those little bubble screens on third and long. But and it was yeah. third and ten on that play, but you know, that play obviously it worked out just because of Devontae, the the vision and, and patience he had on that play. But other than that, I, I I don't know about that play call. Yeah. Uh yeah, you're you're not wrong. It's it seems like one of the rare times it actually worked. I like screens mm-hmm. for running backs and in those situations at times, but wide receivers we always seem to get blown up. And then, yeah, like you said, uh seven of twelve for the third down conversions to Packers on offense, all of them went to Devontae. Absurd. Just a very subtle superstar. More <laughs> yeah. more than anything. And with MVS wrapping him up, it's almost like at times he's trying to make it look like he's playing football instead of just playing football. Like he throws his hmm. arms out there and it's like you're not you're not completing the whole process. Like going the through the motions almost. Yeah. yeah. And that's an interesting way to frame it. And yeah, I, yeah, I kind of agree. It, it, I guess to actually sum it up, Matt Schneiden tweeted this out per PFF. There is only one wide receiver in the NFL who has a drop rate over 20 percent uh, while playing every game and averaging more than two catchable balls per game. I think you know who it is. And 20 percent. 20. Mm hmm. Hey, he's he's trying he's trying his best, but that's not really good enough right now. <laughs> he did have the one rush for nine yards, which was nice. At least yeah, he can do that. It was a good play. Else. Picked up a first down. Yeah, the poor the poor man's. We hate using that term. The poor man's uh, Corderell Patterson, I'd say. Uh, <laughs> but another receiver who that. who did actually perform frequently. Yeah, two catches, six total yards, but his first career touchdown. We, you, you could hear him yell ah and I, after <laughs> the play. I hate to make this about Rodgers, but man, it is just so. I laugh every time I see a play. You don't like hate that. making this about Rodgers? Uh, no, I don't. <laughs> but I laugh when I, I when I see plays like that, and I think about people questioning Rodgers' leadership. That dude was so he was more pumped than Malik himself that he scored that yeah. touchdown. I mean, he picked him up. You know, he was hooting and hollering. I mean, he was just so pumped for the young gun. And yeah, I just that type of leadership just doesn't get publicized enough. And yeah. I love that shit. Yeah, you gotta love him. Can't hate him. No one could possibly hate our man Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Darius Shepard, he he didn't have any catches in the game, but he's kind of taken over the Tyler Irvin jet sweep role mm. role. But we never give it to him. We had the one that we gave to MVS that worked out, but it's it's gotten to the point with this jet sweep thing. Where I remember with Mike McCarthy, 
and watching, you know, the Rams at the time and seeing these quick little jet sweeps, even last night playing against the Bears. And they're so quick, and it seems like really easy yards to get. Like, it's more of a decoy than anything else. Yeah. And it's gotten to the point where we run it so often with these jet sweeps where you're just putting a guy out of position than, you know, messing with the defense. Yeah, I feel like they should at least, you know, give him one or two just to keep him somewhat honest. Let yeah. him know that. Yes, we are. We might. We might do this. Yeah, and that's why I, I, I'm, I'm missing swerving a little bit because you know he he got plenty of those well, in the first few weeks the first the first especially against the vikings he did but they were kind of trailing off with him too i don't know i'd like to see it more going forward but who knows maybe, you, yeah maybe you, we will. Probably you can't really on, complain with yeah. that but i would i would like to see you know one or two touches from that sweep just to again keep keep the defense honest keep them honest uh moving on to the running backs aaron jones didn't play as a lot of People, I'm sure, saw Thursday. He got banged up. Very late week. Yeah. yeah. Sounds like he'll be fine. He's probably going to be good to go. And it was another one where Aaron Jones was like kind of kind of not so subtly saying, yo, I can play. I want to play. But mm. again, it's it's the medical staff being overly, overly cautious, which I will I'll never complain about unless it's, you know, like a playoff game. Yep. It is a marathon. Or a win or die game. Marathon, not a sprint. Mm-hmm. Always remember that. But yeah, Jamal Williams, 19 attempts. 77 yards 4.1 yards per carry one touchdown he had four receptions for 37 he yards. was he he just he just missed the cut for pick six that first that first play or i think it was the second play of the game maybe it was on the first drive yep where he caught that little cross over the middle you know scampered for 10 15 yards after the catch got his helmet ripped off popped up and just started headbanging and just set the tone and just everyone was juiced up after that and he's just such a he's such an energizer bunny and I love him so much. Yeah, it, it was one of those plays too where it's not like we ever thought about Jamal getting his helmet ripped off, but as soon as it was ripped off, I think we all knew he was going to headbang. And sure <laughs> enough he did. Like nobody was surprised seeing that. Yeah, he uh he I mean the running backs didn't miss a beat with Aaron Jones out. I mean Jamal filled that role perfectly and I, I've said this before, and I hate I hate doing it now in the middle of the season. Well, but you keep doing it. But man, but I keep doing it. But man, I I I, I don't foresee the Packers retaining him, and I'm, I'm going to miss him so much. I don't know. He's in a weird spot too, where I feel like he's not going to get a ton of money. Running backs don't get paid that much, but it'll get to that point where it's like we have so many guys to pay. He might be on the outside. This is out. this is big of me to admit, Uh-oh. but I'm biased. I'm really? biased yeah. towards the Packers, but I truly think that. Jamal Jamal Williams could be a very very solid RB one for two three handfuls of teams in the league. Mm-hmm. And th- what sucks is about the way the game is evolving in the NFL that running backs are becoming so devalued that you know even if that were true that probably won't even be the case just because like I said the running backs are just not being valued the same as they used to be yeah i mean he'll probably like sign on with some team like the bears or something where he's going to be one of the lead guys in yep. the stable yeah uh moving on to a guy who might be you know higher up in the stable next year aj Dillon. you know we were all kind of looking forward to this he was my bold prediction and didn't really come very close uh he had five attempts 11 yards 2.2 yards per carry I know one of those where it seemed like he wasn't getting a lot of blocking up front, but at the same time he wasn't really generating his own space. I think I I I think on one or two of the runs there was a hole there that he could have carved out, but yeah, it's it's not. You well, know, I, it, it's the first time you saw a real you know meaningful action. Right. And it's not what you want to see. It's not super promising, but I am not 
you know, holding anything against him for that. And he's, I think he still has a bright future. Yeah. I mean, obviously I, I think so too. He'll get it figured out. It's one of those, uh, we, we all remember James Starks, how there wasn't, you know, there was never a run that he didn't want to bust outside <laughs> yeah. and with AJ Dillon very, very early, but it's, it's like, okay, maybe, maybe don't run into the guy. You don't have to, I know you're big. You got the gigantic legs. You want to run dudes over, but there is a, if there's a hole, hole there, hit the hole, yeah. hit the guy. And that's, yeah, that's, well, jumping back to Jamal quick is yeah. He loves running between <laughs> the guards and tackles. Yeah. And there was only one run. He bounced outside on Sunday, I think. And it was a very positive play. So yeah, you just, you love that in your running backs. There you go. Yeah. Stick with it. Uh, moving on to the tight ends, Robert Tanya, not a, not a huge game Two uh, two receptions, Two uh, targets as well. 32 yards. He had that long one of 31, which we talked about earlier. I mean, could, it, could have got up to like a 50-yard reception, but... At least. If Rodgers... Like we said, if Rodgers would have let him a little better, it would have been a bigger play. But, I mean, a very odd catch, too. You know, it looked like an outfielder stretching out, mm. scooping for a, for a catch. And it was a hell of a catch because they had the angle kind of in front of him where, yeah, the ball never touched the ground at all. So it was a great job to secure the thing. And that that play alone has me has me really curious and kind of excited. I'm, I'm wondering if they'll implement this more because in the Bucks game, you know, they did those, you know, those bubble screens, those quick screens, mm-hmm. and they sniffed them out. So yeah. they, they kind of went away from it. So I'm wondering, you know, if that's a wrinkle from that, where on that oh. play, they faked the bubble there and they had a bunch of guys going deep. And I'm hoping that can be implemented more because yeah, if teams are going to, you know, get testy and, and press the line of scrimmage and try to sniff out that screen, we can burn them deep. Like, then like you have Tanin. Then you have Tanin go deep. What's his nickname? Babito. So if he went deep, it would be a Bombito. Oh, right, right off the top. Very jump. nice. I am so creative. It is unbelievable. <laughs> All right, Jay Sternberger had his uh, touchdown, second touchdown of the year. I think he has five receptions on the year. Two of them are touchdowns. Lonnie Johnson revenge game, baby. That's right. Forgot about <laughs> that. Yeah, after training camp last. Lonnie week, Johnson. Joint- yeah, they had the joint practice with the Texans, and Lonnie Johnson was head hunting and actually put. Jason the IR for the first eight weeks. Yeah, yeah. I wonder if that that uh, that spike he had towards the Texans logo had a little extra oomph on it because um, of that. Yeah, perhaps. Yeah, uh, touchdown. He's a guy that we've always had for bold predictions, and of course, when he's playing in front of his friends and family, they probably had that you know play in there ready for him to score a touchdown in front of his friends and family. We did not have him for a bold prediction. So <laughs> yeah. very, very good on. And our it part. was it was a hell of a catch too. It was kind of a one hand. It, I mean, it was a tough. He should have used to the guy. The the Rogers was had a guy right in his face, so he had to get rid of it real quick. And yeah, hell of a catch. Yeah, uh, Mercedes Lewis, big dog, big dog. One catch, uh, nine yards. It was that one watching it live. I was like, this is the slowest about, about juke. A s- seven second juke. <laughs> I don't know if it's because he's slower because his legs are so long, but yeah, it took a full second for him to get. But he made a miss. Yeah, uh, the offensive line. I was a little surprised uh, with the with the lineup we went with. Uh, with Bakhtiari obviously being out, hopefully it doesn't seem like a super long-term thing. We'll have to monitor that going forward. But from left to right, it was Billy Turner, Jenkins, Corey Lindsley, Lucas Patrick, Wagner. Yeah, I liked that. You know, obviously in retrospect, since they played so well, I I, I liked the, the lineup they put out there. Yeah, yeah. I think I, it made sense to kind of keep Wagner, you know, not in such an important position. And then, you know, the guy you're paying – Big Bucks, Billy Turner, keep him at the the left tackle. Yeah, and we talked about it last year, too, where I just said, me, dumb, you know, dumb fan watching. Mm-hmm, Billy mm-hmm. Turner looks more like a tackle than a guard. He's yes. just more slender, long, and you mentioned, you mentioned Wagner there, too. Wagner's the mauler. He should be playing right tackle. And, yeah, Billy went left tackle, which we haven't seen much of, going against J.J. Watt a good chunk of the time, and he held up pretty well. Zach Cruz had this out. 
Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers was under pressure on just six of 34 dropbacks against the Texans. Impressive job there, uh, reshuffling the pass protection. Left tackle Billy Turner and Rick Wagner gave up one combined pressure. I mean, so. a hell of a day when you consider going up against a two, three, three-time defensive player of the year in yeah. J.J. Watt. Yeah, he's he's he, he might be not what he was during those three years, but still, you still got to respect his his talent and his uh, resume. But yeah, hell of a day from the line. Yeah, and an interesting day overall to see. We had all these kind of little tests on offense for the most part, where it's like, okay, what what does the offense look like without Aaron Jones? You know, both guys are in contract years, him and Jamal, and you know the offense moved well enough. And then at the same time, Bakhtiari's in the last year of his deal. Is this, you know, a little test? Maybe we hold him back, make sure he gets healthy, healthy before, you know, having him get back on the field just to see if this lineup is good enough. Because at the same time you look at it, right now looking at the future, Billy Turner has one more year left on his deal after this. Rick N- Wagner has one year left on his deal. We got three pretty solid tackles, and it's it'll be interesting to see how it shakes out. Mm-hmm. Uh, but other than that, I, once again, I don't know what else you can say about the offense. Pretty good. At least 30 points every game, but Tampa, I love it. Anomaly. Anomaly. And with that, we will have a quick commercial break. Are you going inside a public building? Have you developed a double chin that you want to hide out in public? Have you finally decided to wear a mask after being the star in one too many public freakout videos? Sounds like you could use a homemade cloth mask. 26hats.com makes some of the best cloth masks around. Check out the website to see what styles are available. Each mask is handmade using hands to make them. There's no better way to represent the state of Wisconsin while also making yourself less contagious than wearing one of these masks. For custom koozies, book covers, and face coverings, visit 26hats.com today. And we are back with the defense. As mentioned, the Packers gave up 20 points total, and we will lead with this corner back position. I asked you, and probably a lot of people were asking the same question amongst who they were watching the game with, did Jair play today? <laughs> because, boy, he is a officially a shutdown, shutdown corner. Yes. Stud, star, all pro trajectory. Yeah, we've all we've all seen the numbers now too, Jair, and this is just over the last three games. Obviously, with Fuller, he only had the one target, no yards the week before that. Against uh, Mike Evans, the one target, no yards before that. Calvin Ridley, zero catches, zero yards. Pretty, pretty, pretty good. Yeah, did not hear his name once on Sunday. Yeah, he had like a tackle. That was about it. But he's officially a lockdown, sticky guy. I mean, he's the top-rated corner in the league so far. You know, at the beginning of the year, we kind of, you know, joked around. It probably wasn't that bold. My bold prediction for him being a Pro Bowl year, which isn't that bold. More so, it's the five picks, mm. which will be tough for him. But people are saying, you know, he's looking like an all pro at this point. Yep. Uh, yeah. And like we said, no targets. Speaking along with that, Shannon Sullivan had a pretty good game in pass defense. Yes. Overall, he wasn't targeted very often, but you didn't like another aspect. Uh, of it was he had two free lanes to Deshaun Watson. And I understand, you know, whiffing on the first one because Deshaun Watson is is an, uh, an elite quarterback who is very athletic and, you know, made a miss little little juke and made a miss but you know you'd think you'd learn from experience on your second attempt in the same game where he had another free lane like i don't know he just went in with a full head of steam and like i don't you just you, you got to break I, down let it let yeah. Sean come to you and then make the tackle I, he just 
was a little little too excited, a little too hot, which you can you can't get mad at for you know going 100 miles an hour, but you know Watson's kind of twitchy in the pocket. I kind of get it. It's making excuses for the guy. You he, he should wrap up, but you know it's kind of like what Rogers talked about when the guy's wide open, you don't want to miss him. It's kind of the same thing on defense where you might be getting in your own head like, oh my god, I'm going to do. It. Oh my god, I'm going to do it. Jair can do it. He did it week one with Kirk Cousins. Mm-hmm. It's a little different, but you know Kirk Cousins is probably a little bit more. Uh, statuesque than Deshaun Watson. Yeah, not even in the same breath. Yeah, uh, Josh Jackson. Once again, he had a he actually had a solid coverage uh, game too. He only gave up twenty six yards nice. in pass coverage. Very good solid. tackles, and he's a really good once again really good run defender from a cornerback position, which is nice. Lanky, great tackler. No no real complaints there. Uh, sticking moving along with the safeties. Uh, Raven Green. He's he's the Josh Jackson of the safety position. He Interesting. Gets, he gets the tackles pretty solid in the run game, but he kind of got tore up in the pass game. He made a lot of tackles mm. because he was getting beat. He had he had a great uh, defensive play or pass coverage play. I think it was Kenny Stills on the sideline there where it was where he should have caught I, it. I think it was play action, and he kind of got sucked in a little bit, then recovered, and yeah, made a hell of a play on defense. So I, I love Raven Green. Yeah, he he's. I'm going back and forth where he's kind of more like explosive when he's when he's not playing as well as but when you look at like uh, Redman he's just kind of lackadaisical gets ran over that doesn't happen with Raven it's more so just his overall coverage isn't that great mm-hmm. he did allow five catches on his seven targets so you yeah know. one thing I mentioned to you was it felt like Deshaun never really had to make tight window throws a lot of the completions yeah. and chunk yards they were getting. They were just wide open. So, there, yeah, again, there wasn't many tough throws he had to make because guys were, were getting wide open. But thankfully, the run game was pitiful for the Texans, and that probably was the big difference in the game. Yeah, and I don't I don't even mind the Texans too much either. I feel like they're almost like the Packers from 2018 where they have a lot of the right pieces there, but it's like they, they just have to reset. After Something's missing. Yeah. They have a lot of decent weapons. It's just they got to put it all together. Mm-hmm. Uh, Adrian Amos had a okay game. I don't know. Up and down, he seems to always be around the big plays to either make the tackle or it was him who let up the coverage. Had the, had the fumble recovery on the hilarious fumble. Yep, had the fumble recovery. He also had a nice late sack. And, yeah, it's weird what would, happens to see what happens when you blitz. I would like to happens. know – I guess this is more special teams, but this is Amos-focused. But I would like to know kind of what the what the game plan was for that onside kick there because it looked like Amos hey, was hey, kind of we'll, – Hey, we, we'll get into special teams later. Okay, I, do, I actually even have the special teams notes this week because we haven't talked about them at all this year. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, well, a little bit more headstrong on that. Uh Vernon Scott, we, we talked mm. about Henry Black earlier too, but Vernon Scott, the late round draft pick, uh, and I, you know, I have a nickname for him. You heard it. His, I like to call him Vernon Scott Tape because that boy is sticky Ooh, on tackles. And plus, very nice. And it doesn't hurt that he's got all the white tape up and down his yes. arms. So yeah, like the stripes. Yeah, he made a hell of a play on on one of the. I think it was another third down too, where he was. Mm-hmm. He's very patient and. Really, no wasted motion. He wasn't, you know, like panicky, happy feet. It was just kind of he let the he let the play come to him while also attacking the play. It was it was a hell of a play. One of those tackles where he wrapped was it David Johnson? I think it, it might have been Duke. Oh yeah, it was. It was Duke Johnson wrapped him up, and then it's like he just doesn't move. He's like an alligator, you know, alligators when they when they're killing something and mm. they do the death roll. That's kind of what he did on the ground. Interesting. Where he just, 
grab on for dear life around around the legs and, and do not let twist go. around, not move. Mm. So there you go. Uh, Henry Black, he had the two tackles, a forced fumble. He was the highest graded player on defense, which doesn't mean anything because he was only in just on six plays. Just out of sheer, yeah, just efficiency. <laughs> yeah, so overall pretty good. And speaking of the PFF grades, this is from Peter Bukowski, who tweeted this out. Uh, <laughs> the top defenders on Sunday were Henry Black, number one. Then it was Kamal Martin, Oof. Kenny Clark, and obviously Jair Alexander moving right along into inside linebacker Kamal Martin. Pretty, been, pretty solid. It's been the talk of, of Packers Twitter where Kamal Martin and Chris Barnes. Yeah. Green Bay Packers might have a legit duo in those two. Ooh. Yeah, we'll, we'll have to see. Kind of a yin and yang. The Packers, um, I believe, Bill Huber, he posted it yesterday, and then he deleted the link. I don't know if he kept it up, but he talked about the coverage of the inside linebacker position for the Green Bay Packers. We mentioned it earlier. Ty Summers is the lowest-graded pass-covering inside linebacker in the league, but at the same time, Chris Barnes isn't very good. Uh, Kirksey wasn't very good when he was, you know, healthy. Obviously, Oren Burks hasn't been very good when he's been mm. healthy. But Kamal Martin is a pretty solid, you know, very, very low amount of snaps. I was going to say, I think it was only like, what, 30 snaps maybe? Yeah, but we've, you know, a yin and yang. Chris Barnes is very is a very good tackler. Shoot great, the gap. Shoot, Aggressive. Shoot the gap. You know, solid on the tackles. And then we have Martin who maybe could be the pass guy we'll have to monitor that going but forward. that's not to say that kamal wasn't you know shooting the gap either he, 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 he made that, some some great plays in the run game as well yeah he had that big uh blow up play too which we don't see too often from and the then i think i heard position. that um according to pff he was the highest graded rookie defensive player on sunday yep which he, yep he was he had six tackles and three stops according to pff mm, so love it pretty solid and we mentioned him there too chris barnes i mean this is officially a Chris Barnes podcast. Too. Yes, the guy just shows up every me- every week and makes tackles. And honestly, it's he's probably not like even much better than Blake Martinez. He could even be worse. But it's just he's so I don't know. You feel better when you see him make a tackle than yes. you would with AJ Hawk or Blake Martinez. Yes. I don't know. It's just it's dumb brain fan talk. But he's always wrapping up very. You know, he seems to be like ahead of it instead of yeah, letting it come to him. Exactly. You know, he gets beaten coverage, but he doesn't get beat when he's making a tackle. Mm. That's that's what we're seeing. Uh, yeah, Ty Summers, we talked about him enough. He's, we'll see what happens with him. Outside linebacker. A depth guy. A depth guy for a reason. Yeah, I mean, he's exactly, we know he is who he should be. Yeah, Seventh round. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Uh, outside linebacker, Preston Smith. Ki- Preston. You know, Preston. Preston is back. Pedestrian Smith is gone. <laughs> he didn't show up too much in the actual stat line, but he did have a lot of pressures. You know, he well, I guess he did have the sack, whatever you want to call it, on, on fourth, fourth and one. one. Yep, huge play. I, I mean, I mean, th- Thank you to the Texans offense. I'm not really sure about that play call, um, but yeah, Preston. Still, I mean, you still have to make the play regardless, and he he made the play. And um, yeah, like you said, he he did a lot of things that don't show up in the box score. You know, mm-hmm. setting the edge. I think he was a huge part in why their run game was so dreadful. And uh, yeah, hell of a game. It's good to see him back back to 2019, Preston. Yep. He, he and he was in on the uh, on the Chris Barnes sack. He kind of moseyed. You know led Watson to run right into mm-hmm. him, you know, always making plays. Zadarius, too, he had an okay game. I mean, not not a ton. He had the sack, which was a weird play, and then, and then he did an army crawl. army crawl thing. He was, he was eating, and then he got up, and he was like, he, like, showed his gut or something. It was yeah. a very interesting celebration. I would, I would like to know more. Yeah, well, yeah, he did it last year, too. It's he, He's got a lot of them. Hopefully, we can see some more celebrations going forward, yes, some please. sack dances. Uh, Gary didn't play too much, but he did get banged up. It came back in a lot of those this game, but we'll just keep. So yeah, one thing along. that was was a little odd to see, and yeah, maybe it's it's uh, just due to him being banged up. But 
there's a couple plays where he he looked like he was dogging a little bit, which yeah. is very unlike him and what we've become accustomed oh, to with him. Oh, no, no. We'll have to go back to the draft report. Those people who would say that he takes plays off. Oh, no. no. Yeah. We're proving them right. <laughs> yeah. But seriously, there was, there was a play where, I mean, he was within reach and he kind of just was lollygagging a bit and... I, again, I'm I'm hoping it's just to, you know, the ankle maybe not Doesn't being 100%. Want to exert and, too much. Yeah, so we'll see. Yep, moving on, defensive line, Kenny Clark back again, second game back. Uh, pretty solid game, like, you, well, like we said, he's one of the top performers according to Pro Football Focus. But overall, once again, we had, we had that pressure again, which we didn't see much last week, and you would think... I mean, Kenny was back last week, kind of, you know, but first now game he's back from back, injury. Back. Guys, we missed him so much. Yeah, oh. the, I mean, the front seven looks so much better. And speaking of the front seven, Montrevious Adams is, I mean, he's, as Mike McCarthy has said, and I think Matt LaFleur has said, stacking success. Yes. Where there's, you turning, know, he might be turning a corner. Yes. Yeah, according to Packers Twitter, they're saying four games in a row he's had a splash play. This is only like two plays. I can remember two games with a play, but I mean, we're seeing his name. We're seeing him pop up, which is a lot more than we've had from him the last yeah, three years. Yeah, especially considering, you know, interior D lineman being being a worry, being a concern yeah. of, of the lack of depth. And especially, I think Lancaster didn't play, you know, right. with already a lack of depth there, too. It's it's right. good to to have, you know, him turn a corner. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kiki also kind of continuing. He's just still always running around the defensive line. He always mm. seems to create some space between him and his offensive linemen, so we'll just keep watching him. And Dean Lowry, I guess he was one of the top-graded run defenders, too. We don't see his name too much. We don't see him all that often, but I guess he's I guess he's performing well enough. Yeah, I can't stress enough how awesome the run D was on Sunday. Mm-hmm. And it felt like they didn't get a run over four yards until, like, the fourth quarter. Seriously, I, I yeah, like I, I, I would bet money that that is a stat that is true. That yeah, it just it was like two yards, three yards, no gain, yeah, two yards, and it's just they had to get it into Sean's hands, and yeah, it was a hell of a game. Yeah, not the great, per, you know, perfect bounce back game for the defense overall. Kind of, you know, the Texans aren't haven't had a very good year, and yeah, David Johnson, Duke Johnson, two guys who were kind of whatever at this point yeah I, I i still i still believe in david johnson's talent duke johnson has had a weird career he's had a weird career because of that contract he's like one of the top 10 or top 15 paid running backs in the league when he is literally just a guy yeah he's never been the featured back well, people have always thought he should be given the chance to be a featured back but now, yeah he just now that i think of it he's probably kind of close to like what jamal williams is because he's a good pass catcher i assume he's a hmm. decent pass blocker and he's i think an that's okay disrespectful runner. to jamal but. probably at this point but we will revisit this in five years of course <laughs> moving on to the special teams for the first time this year aside from the missed extra point that crosby had we'll talk about this game at first dexter williams i mean at this point he, mm. he was in the practice squad call up oh you had some choice words for him. i mean <laughs> by the time well we don't have to repeat it but yeah if you're listening to this podcast right now which you are if you are hearing this uh dexter williams might not be on the team mm. at this point because wow. honestly he's he was on the practice squad he got called up for this game we already know he isn't a very good running back. We drafted A.J. Dillon. He hasn't gotten many running back snaps. He is a running back. He can't do that. Now we try to see if he can play special teams, and the Pump game block. got, you know, if if this were a real game, a close game, I mean, he was the protector. One, he did not block. Wouldn't have been allowed on the bus. Yeah, wouldn't have been allowed on the bus. Allow, allowed the block punt. Then on top of it, he picked up the fumbled ball, 
or blocked ball and then fumbled it after. You know, it didn't matter. You know, the possession was over anyways. But right. it's like nothing, nothing went right. Yeah, and that. then yeah, the very next punt they they put Jamal in there rightfully so. And yep. yeah, obviously got a got a clean clean punt off there. Yeah, and then we had obviously the onside kick. I guess which we again, don't, yeah, we I don't asked, need to get into it. I, too I would much. yeah, but I'm I'm PTSD. I'm curious. I just wonder. <laughs> I wonder like what the what the assignments are there because. Amos just looked kind of lost, but yeah, rewatching it a second time, it looks like Chandon just totally, I mean, literally dropped the ball. He had the ball in his yeah. hands and went right through. Like I said live, I think it was something where Amos probably knew he had to block the kicker, which he tried to do, and Chandon kind of half-assed. It was like a weird, it was like he just kind of like laid yeah. sideways in front of him. It was, yeah, it was awkward, but thankfully that hilarious fumble followed that up and it didn't come back to bite us. Yeah, and we were good to go. And just summing up, Mason Crosby and J.K. Scott, we have not talked about them too much this year. We really haven't had to. Mason Crosby is 9 for 9 on field goals for the season. Mm. His long is 51. His short is 41. So no gimmies. No gimmies. But one of the gimmies that he had was the missed extra point. He is 22 of 23. 23. That's a number. (laughs) 22 of 23 on the extra points this year. I really love that uh, no field goal less than 41 because that tells me that Matt is being aggressive and he's probably not settling <laughs> and going for force. It's funny, yeah, because that's exactly what it is. It's we're either getting the touchdown or turning it over on I downs. love that. I, I would close. I would not have it any other way. I love it. Yeah. JK Scott, he's having an okay year. Maybe not exactly. He had one weapon boomer punt. Hell of a play and a hell of a play by EQ too. Hopefully yeah. he can stack successes like that and and earn some some tick on offense. Yeah, JK yeah, JK is seventeenth in the league for average forty five. So literally, literally average. <laughs> yeah, but speaking of EQ, I mean, last week he played against the Bucks. He played more than he did this week. Kind of wondering how it's going to shake out with MBS. Just kind of shaking here. some rust off, getting him because you got to think mm. Tampa Bay was the first game he had played in what over two calendar years. I'm curious to see going forward what happens at the back end of the receiver position. We see MBS. He's not really cutting it too much. He's got the speed. We'll see what happens. EQ. He's gotten his opportunities. Hasn't shown. Has much he either. though? Has he gotten his opportunities? Yeah, he no. Had a, he had his opportunities no. against Tampa. Didn't no, show he up. did not. He but had the one sure, trust target, and that sure. was it. Okay, fine. But who hasn't been given opportunities? Has Malik Taylor been given as many opportunities as EQ? No. I would like to see what Malik Taylor can do as opposed to EQ, who's had three years. Yeah, he's been banged up. In the spots we've seen him this year, he's either dropped the ball or been in the wrong spot. That's all I'm saying. Like I That's said, all I'm saying. EQ, it's been two calendar years. He was all he was out all last year. And when he did play, he had that nice game against Detroit in you know, a lost That's season. True. So I, I do not think that EQ has given a fair shake yet. But... When he does, then we can evaluate. Well, we will just have to see. Maybe it'll be part of this next segment in the future. Dumb Packer Fan of the Week. Ooh. All right. I already said Dumb Packer Fan of the Week. But We're doing an audible. Kind of like an audible. Our, like our Lord and Savior, Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Uh, mentioned it earlier. Audible uh, at the line of scrimmage. But Football puns. Okay. All, of, all <laughs> the puns are out. Okay. Uh, not Dumb Packer Fan of the Week, but Dumb Former Packer Fan of the Week. and Or Dumb Former Packer of the Week. This might you know rile some people up. But we have to talk about Mr. Greg Jennings, who is not getting the call this week for Fox against the Vikings, which Thank is nice. Lord. So starting off, uh, the Packer Nation Twitter account tweeted this. Uh, it was a quote from Greg from this previous week where he said, I would like to be re-accepted if you will. I've called games there, sat with Aaron Rodgers, and talked, and our relationship is better. So Packer Nation quoted that and said, I think it's time for us to forgive and forget what happened with Greg Jennings. Uh, 
GP GPP Daily said, I would like uh, he you know the same quote and said, "You do what you want, but I'm ready to welcome 85 back with open arms. Can't deny he helped bring a Super Bowl home. Dude was a stud for us. Yeah, which that's very true. Very true. All these points are very true, and that's fine and dandy. He also said this in that same interview. He said, "I don't." <laughs> I don't want people to take this the wrong way, but when I got to the Vikings, oh, I love this. I heard quote beat the Packers. I was like, <laughs> "What? That can't be the benchmark." When I was with the Packers, we never talked about beating the Bears or Vikings. It was win the Super Bowl. The culture revolved around the Packers. But then what? So that's you know that was his time with the Vikings. I love that just little insight there. It's just like yeah, it is yeah, poverty it is funny franchise. God, I oh, which, I love which I love hating about. the Vikings. It's so easy and it's, it's so fun. Well, we have the little blips, you know. Two years ago, it's it's when we aren't very competitive. The Vikings just seem to be okay enough. Where I'll never get over this though. Uh, this is why, and this is a big reason why I will always laugh and piss and stomp on the grave of the Minnesota Vikings. Is piss on it? Okay. Is so we're in Minneapolis. The the newspaper here is called the star tribune oh yeah in like 2017 or something it was, or no, no no i'm sorry 2020 it was like decade in review top moments mm-hmm. of minnesota sports on the front page of the sports section was a picture of and this is circulated on twitter before yep. of anthony barr injuring aaron Rodgers. that made the front page of the sports section that is so so pathetic that again i i just i will despise the minnesota vikings for the rest of my days yeah and to to be honest, you won't like this. I don't hate that they did that. I don't hate it because why? Because technically, I hate that you don't hate it. Sure, it was, but you can't you cannot deny that it was a big moment. That was a big moment. It did reshape the NFC North that year. It did. You know, the Vikings obviously capitalized on it. No excuse. But the big thing, which I hate more, is the Star Tribune. They also had advertisements selling make selling newspaper covers. You know, the lead. Oh my god, the front yeah, like page framed. And of the two that they were showing that you could buy, one was the death of Prince. The other was the hit on Aaron Rodgers. That shit I absolutely hate because you're just trying to profit off of an injury. Saying it was a big moment, I think it's true. Maybe you didn't have to publicize it, but so trying to sell it, that's. That's a little too much. So for me. sad. But back, back to it. Okay, so yeah, Greg Jennings is saying that he quick, quick sidebar there. <laughs> it's Vikings very, week. Very quick, attentions yeah. are running high. Yeah, our faces are red and we are mad. But yeah, so Jennings talking about how it was beat the Packers. He's talking, you know, kind of glowingly about the Packers organization there and not about the Vikings. Mm-hmm. Well, let's revisit what he said back when he signed with the Vikings, which I haven't forgot. I don't know if you have. I haven't forgot about it. This is what he said. But, you know, pretty much the same subject matter back in 20, uh, 12, 13, 2012, whatever 13, it was. No, probably 13, yeah. This is, what, this is what Jennings said. When I came over here, I was kind of brainwashed, speaking Minnesota. When he came to Minnesota, he, was, he said he was brainwashed. There's no kind of to it. Being in Green Bay, you're brainwashed to think anyone in the division is tears below. <laughs> and, and so coming here, I meet the people within the organization. And I'm like, wow, these are great people. He then goes on and says, it's like everything you know in Green Bay is the best, the best, the best, the best. And it's like total brainwashing. And I think you don't open your eyes to see what other teams have to offer unless you are in that position. So he's literally taking... What a a tone change. Yeah. And it's the exact same situation how back when he was with the Vikings, he's shaping it to be, you know, hey, this is a great organization to be with. And then that same, you know, mindset of the organization with the Packers, he's saying is a positive, you know, now... 
I don't know. I don't like the guy. It seems like you know he's trying to build himself more a little bit as yep. this analyst, as this commentator. And you you sent me those two quotes, and we had a nice you know text exchange over that. And I think you you put it perfectly, where it's like he's just trying to appease his current audience. Yes, and that's I think that's hitting the nail on the head. There is because yeah, he's like he realized you know he um he he's not he's not loved in Minnesota the way he wanted yep. to be because he kind of flamed he was a, he was a it was a bad contract uh he he's not loved in Green Bay anymore because he continuously trashed Rodgers and that's what yep. you know paid the bills a little bit but then that well ran dry because Rodgers approved he's a great teammate and a great leader yep. and now he's you know the a third attempt of okay Green Bay Love me again. Yeah. Well, it's been two years since we've heard real negative stuff from him or Jermichael Finley. So it's been, a, it's, and plus, like you kind of said there, McAfee, you know, Rogers getting some more positive PR here. Yep. But shoot, you were kind of saying it too. You know, the Packers fan base doesn't like him, the Vikings fan base doesn't like him. The only fan base that probably really does like him is the internet, YouTube. He broke his leg. <laughs> like that, he, you know, that's more famous than Greg Jennings at this point yeah. in certain aspects, at least, you know, n- nationwide. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I loved Greg Jennings because mm-hmm. he was a huge part in Rodgers, you know, uh, one MVP and obviously the Super Bowl MVP yep. and the Super Bowl as a whole. And I, I will I will absolutely get to that point where I will, like, re-accept and love Greg yes. Jennings again. But I'm, I'm not there yet. Exactly. Like, I, I, exactly. I'm, I, I have not forgotten... All the the things he said about Rogers over the years, when you know Rogers was, you know his his media sort of image was at its lowest, and he yeah. just kept he kept piling on, and yeah, I'm I'm not over that yet. Exactly. Oh, you know we will re accept him. Obviously, the same thing happened with Favre, but right now it's like okay, I need a little bit more time, Greg. It's got to be at least five years until you make mm-hmm. disparaging comments. Mm-hmm. But with that, we will move on to is Kyle an idiot? I'm not an idiot. Okay, you sure? Yes. All right. Is Kyle an idiot returning once again because we do it every week? Heck yeah. Keep it fresh. Kyle, you are having a phenomenal year. Last year, I believe it was pretty much completely reversed in the negative. But credit to both of us. I've gotten smarter. You've given better questions. I I will agree with half of that. Anyways, (laughs) you are 17, 12, and 1 on the year. Very good. Very good. Already. But, however, we have more questions this week. Kyle, are you ready? Yes. Against the Texans, this is also sent in from a fan named Aaron. Aaron, thank you so much. Yeah, if you guys have, like, a trivia question we want us to read, just Wait a e- second. What? Aaron Rodgers? Oh, I guess we'll never know. Oh. Yeah, if you want to send in a question, too, DM it to us Ooh, on Twitter or email it to us, pmppodcast at gmail.com. Maybe we'll read it. Maybe we won't. Okay. Against the Texans, Malik Taylor became the 13th undrafted player Aaron Rodgers has thrown a touchdown to in his career. Give me four of the other 12. Four. Oh, my God. Undrafted. Shouldn't be. Just use your head. You know, use Robert Tanyan. Tanyan. Uh, yes. Jared Boykin. Ooh, yes. Why? Why did you go ooh? I wanted your heart to stop. <laughs> it Come did. On. Yeah. Um, our boy, Jared Boykin, friend uh, of the program. Friend, friend of the program. Um, like you know these, you know these. Twelve, yeah. There's twelve. You don't have to. You don't have to think that far back. Come on. Uh, I, uh, Justin Perillo, did he ever? 
Ooh, he did. Very good, Kyle. Yeah! Three. That's three. You need one more. Okay, I don't think he was drafted either. Tom Crabtree. Oh, jeez. Kyle, yep, you're right. Yeah! Dude, you're the worst. <laughs> hey, that Super was all four. Uh, I'm an I am a good actor. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah, I, I think when I was going through it, I got about eight of them. But yeah, here they are. I was here. just thinking of tight ends because yeah, they don't they don't spend capital on tight ends. I was I was hoping you're gonna say Prill, and of course he did. Okay, so these I'm just gonna read them all off. So it's Malik Taylor, Alan Lazard, Jake Kumaro, oh, Jarrett Boykin, uh, Geronimo Allison, Tom Crabtree, John Kuhn, Brandon, we won't say his last name, Justin Perillo, Spencer Havner, Ruvel Martin, current uh-huh. uh, assistant receiver coach for the Packers, Robert Tunyon, and Ryan Grant. Very nice. Yeah, I can't believe I didn't like get Kumaro or Geronimo that, or that, yeah, I, I, or Lazard even. Jesus. Yeah, that's what I was. I I was kind of pushing it. Like, come on, you can, you can get Shepard. Lazard. Has, no, Shepard hasn't got a touchdown, has he? Mm, nope, I guess not. No, okay. he has not. So okay, one on one so far. Good question. Good question. Moving on. Okay, Devonte Adams has only played in four games this year and has four hundred and forty nine yards, leading the Green Bay Packers. <sighs> Who has the second most receiving yards? Ooh. I mean, it has to be, it has to be Babito. I will read the next three after Devontae Adams in no particular order. Marquez Valdez-Gantling has 242. Robert Tanyan. Tanyan. Tanyan has 230. Ellen Lazard has 254. He is still the second leading receiver for the Green Bay Packers. So Tanyan is fourth? Tanyan is fourth, yeah. MVS still has a couple more yards than him, the 12, so we'll... We'll have to see. And Alan, we, I was going to talk about it with the receivers. I Al- am I am shocked right now. MVS. I, I feel like he hasn't caught a ball since week two. I know. Yeah, but he still has. Well, he had a couple yards the other week, too. Yeah, uh, there was a game where it was like three catches, 90 yards or something. Yeah, yeah but damn sp- it. speaking of Alan Lazard, one one for the week so far. He did kind of practice last week. He's at practice moving around. So that's a good, you know, maybe he'll practice this week. I, I think he might have to be out one more week before he can come back. But... It's sounding like yeah, the he's, light. he's slightly ahead of schedule, which is, yeah, you love that. Perfect. Yes. Can't wait to see him back. Okay. Moving forward. Kyle, you're one one The Packers are playing the Vikings this week. They probably aren't going to make the playoffs this year. <laughs> the last time they the last time we played them in the playoffs, it was known as the Joe Webb game. Mm-hmm. What notable thing happened the previous time? We've only played them twice. The previous time in the playoffs between the Vikings and the Packers. Oh. It was the Randy Moss Moon game, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. And what what do we call that? What did Joe Buck call a that? A disgusting act. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Good job, Kyle. Two and one wow. for the week. Yeah. Very disgusting act from Randy Moss. <laughs> I've, Great I've, question. Yeah, I've wondered that too because there's been other. What did? Oh, well, we had Joe Buck for the Tampa game, and he did not think Aaron Rodgers' humps were a disgusting <laughs> act. So that you know that works. <laughs> that soundbite is so. That is a disgusting act. Yeah. It's like, oh come on, dude. Yeah. That it's one of my favorite soundbites up there. But hey. There you go. Joe, Bu- Joe Buck is, is you know, he's being a little cooler now. He doesn't find things as disgusting as he used to. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But like, I think we mentioned, like, the, the paradigm has totally shifted on yes. Buck's image. Like, everybody loves him now. All, All right. right. Stump Spenny. Give me it. This is, this is a pretty tough question. You got to dig a little deep. Like, I want you to think, like, enter the little, the, the TikTok sound if you need to. Because I want you to think about it. I want you to give a good answer. Oh, okay. Yep. Because, I mean, this isn't something that's just going to be readily available in your brain. You made me think Brett Favre saying TikTok rather than a clock going TikTok. Okay. So what is Kirk Cousins' regular season? That's a clue right there. 
regular season record against the Green Bay Packers. His record against the Packers? Regular season record. That's a clue. Regular? Why is it a clue? Because we're playing him in the regular season? No. Because we It's regular. We have played him in the playoffs. But yes. he was bad. But he was with the the skins at the time. Okay. So proceed. Um well I'm trying to think because the last time we played the Redskins was back in 2017 or 2018, and we lost to them. It was a really ugly game, but that was with mm-hmm. Alex Smith, I believe. Pretty sure I'm pretty sure that was Alex Smith. Um, either way, I mean, we played him a couple times, so it would be we have the tie. Mm. That was that. I thought that was going to trip you up. Well done. So we have the tie. We beat them twice last year. We went one and one before that. How uh, can I ask you how many times we played him with okay. the Redskins? I can give you that. Six. We played him six times with the Redskins or six times? Oh, no, no, games? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> One time. Okay. With the Redskins. One time the Redskins. Okay, I'm going to go with. Yeah. Oh, man. Is it two, three, and one? Correct. Okay, good. Well All right. done. Okay. Well done. And this is where, after I did a little digging, mm-hmm. the two, three, and one, the two ended up being. Sort of blessings. Do you want to know why? Okay. Why was the win, uh, or why was the loss when he played for Washington special? I it, it must was, it, it must was, have been in twenty whatever year we drafted. We had a high draft pick. What nope, was it? Twenty sixteen. And after that loss, we moved to four and six. Okay. And then oh. twelve. So then we twelve lit a match. Yep. Oh, so we okay. moved to four and six. Oh. That was the beginning of run the table. So that was Kirk Cousins set the plate. For us to run exactly, the oh, okay. and then his one win, which that's I that's awesome that he only has one win against us in Minnesota, was special. Why it was in 2018, it led to his win, the oh. firing of Mike McCarthy. Oh, <laughs> oh. so two two of his wins against the Packers actually birthed something. Oh, cool. sure, okay, yeah, it was the Vi- yeah we played the, it was the Viking game, and then it was the Cardinals game, and then Mike got fired. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, well, it, no, I think it was. I'm pretty sure that's. No, what it I was. think it was. It was like it was early in the year. It was like 24 17, and they just they beat us fair and square in U.S. Bank. But then it was just later that year. Oh, okay, no, but I it was you. in a lost season. So all right, well there you go. Hey. So even when Kirk Cousins, or even when we lose to Kirk Cousins, we win in a way. Oh, I like that. Okay, I mean tough, tough to totally grasp that. I don't know if I like losses, but yeah, you're right. <laughs> I like that. Okay, and that- spin it any way I can. I spin it any spin zone. Make it a positive anyway. Spin doctor. Thank you. Ooh. All right. As we alluded to, here are the predictions and previews of preview of the Vikings game. <sighs> Vikings it, week, baby. Vikings week. We are playing uh, noon on Sunday at in Lambeau Field, baby. Lambeau Field. Yeah. Still no fans. Why don't we talk about that? So Kyle Kuzvina, I think he quoted it from some newspaper or news station on Twitter last week. But it looks like Lambo is starting to get ready no, slowly. He, he snapped the picture himself where it was like it might have been. It was like uh kinda like uh standing Yeah. It was informational boards where it was like it was like COVID protocols or whatever, which you know, yeah. easy to believe, okay, if they're setting that up around Lambo. Right. Some some gorilla, you might, know they might be expecting media. some company. Exactly. You know, it was one of those wear a mask, stay apart, all this, but it was all the Lambo field stuff. So it looks like we might be getting ready if if not the regular season, hopefully playoffs will have fans. So maybe we can start looking forward to that. I know COVID numbers are going up, so wear your mask, you ding dong. <laughs> but 
on to more important than that. I don't know if it's more important. The football game, Kyle, we are playing the Vikings. They have Kirk Cousins, as yes. we've talked about. Who we love. We kind of love at Hold this point. Now second. he's just such a joke. I just, <laughs> we got to talk about this quick. Okay. Oh, my God. When this news broke, I was smiling ear to ear. Oh, oh yeah, my yeah, yeah. God. And now that I'm thinking about it again, you could probably hear the smile <laughs> through the microphone. <laughs> Yannick Ngakwe traded away for a third <laughs> round pick. Yeah. And you know what they gave up to get him? A second. <laughs> and you know who they traded him to? The Baltimore Ravens, who are a... Super Bowl contender. So they virtually went from the low 40s to the mid 90s. Right. Yeah. For three games of absolutely nothing. Yeah. So oh, it's so you gotta, glorious. Yeah, you got to feel for Viking fans. You know, no, those poor, no, poor you people. Don't. No, you absolutely ha, do I not. I got you, you fucking idiots. I don't care about oh. you. I don't care about you. Oh, my God. They flipped. A second rounder into a third rounder into nothing. Yeah, I was and it was so six games. Happy. It was six games. We got to give him that. Whatever. Once you know, <laughs> once and I think other people said when he finally learned how to pronounce his name, he's gone. He got traded. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, I just had to bring that up. I I had forgot about it until now, and now I'm just giddy yeah. as all hell now. So to set the stage for you, the Vikings <sighs> are sellers right now. Obviously, they don't think very highly of their team this year. We'll see what happens going forward. But for this game, Kirk Cousins on the year he he had his completion percentage is sixty four point six. He has thirteen hundred seventy four yards, eleven touchdowns, ten picks, almost as many, Oof. an eighty eight point two passer rating. Delvin Cook is the biggest chunk of their offense. Is he gonna play? I I would think he's gonna play. It didn't seem like it was anything that serious. Once again, we're recording on Tuesday, so we won't know until tomorrow for a better idea of what the injury report's gonna be like. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he has a five point three yards per carry. He has four hundred eighty nine yards on the year, seven touchdowns, one fumble. But I guess the biggest note for the Vikings going forward, because I think this is someone who we're going to have to think about for their the foreseeable future, and that is Justin Jefferson, who mm-hmm. obviously we started the year against the Vikings. He's a rookie. We didn't see too much of him. But he is an absolute beast. He has 28 receptions for 537 yards and three touchdowns. Credit where credit is due. That guy is a stud, and he's going to be in the league for a long time. Yeah, he's really good. He, God, I feel like he's even going to be better than Diggs was because he's yep. like an aggression, an aggressive, fast. Uh, he seems a little twitchier too. Yeah, he's and that's saying a lot because. Stefan was very twitchy. Mm-hmm. And then moving on, it's weird. So we, you know, Justin Jefferson looks like a good player. Adam Thielen, 32 receptions on the year, 415 yards, seven touchdowns. He leads the league in touchdowns right now. The wow. Minnesota Vikings. Yeah, Adam Thielen. So That's it's, kind of surprising. It's weird how they have these kind of weapons, but they're not very good. Uh, yeah, the defense. They Daniel look, Hunter, he's done for a year. Done for the year. Yeah, it looks the like right I move think for officially. Them. Yeah, awesome. And, uh, it's, and I was listening to the K-Fan, and it sounds like... He's going to want to get paid again, which I feel like I thought he just signed something. He did sign back in 2018, but he is very underpaid. I know he's uh, got a couple of years left on his deal. I think he's making like 14.5, and he's one of the premier defensive players in the league. Get your money, Hunter. Yeah. Sit out if you have to, you know? Yeah. <laughs> he is, and he is a money hunter. Yeah. Uh, they're, the defense, usually with Zimmer, that's the standby. They're, they're a good defensive team. Not so much this year. They're letting up 32 points per game, which is 30th in the league. They obviously Ooh. have a lot of young corners. Ooh. They went that way in the draft after a few guys left. Their defensive line is kind of ravaged, too. Obviously, Everson Griffin, who just got traded to the Detroit Lions. Who Yeah, breaking news. Yeah, just, just happened not too long ago. But back in the NFC North. Yeah, back in the NFC North, which is weird seeing the Lions being a buyer at the Here's a challenge. Name 
seven players on the Vikings defense active. Yeah, Harrison Smith. Got yeah, Anthony Barr is hurt, so he's not on the team. Uh, Kendrick. Yeah, let's do it together. Smith, Kendricks, Anthony Harris, Kim yep. Dantzler. Yep. Is Mike Hughes active? Uh, I think he's playing. He's he's close enough where we could probably throw him. Like, in who's there. on that D line? Yeah, that deal. I don't even remember because they had the one guy who isn't playing because of COVID. Um, Ellen, uh, yeah, I couldn't. No one. Yeah, there you yeah, go. That's yeah. tough. Yeah, yeah, that's they're tough. all gone. So, they're all gone. But still, I mean, like our good friend Brett Good says, mm-hmm. those guys are getting paid. They're gonna show up. They're gonna play hard. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm thinking uh, Rogers will be able to slice them up. Yeah, I I think so too. Still, those young corners. I'm sure they're they'll get better over time. But you you know you talked about it earlier too, talking about uh, Kirk Cousins getting Mike McCarthy fired. Wouldn't that be something if we just oh. shit all over the Vikings and we get Zimmer fired? Yes, that would I I would enjoy that. I would love I, the shit out of that. And then who knows? Maybe next year in the off season we come on come, come on, on over come Zim. On, Zim. Hey, fuck it, you can bring Dom Capers with you. <laughs> all who's, right, who's like this too special, far? Could you imagine that? Like what what if Zimmer shows up? He's talking he's talking to Matt. And he's like, okay, well if you're gonna sign me. You got to bring this guy with him. You remember him? And he points over, and Dom Capers is in the corner sleeping, <laughs> taking a nap in a chair like the old man he is. But yeah, the, the game, uh, Kyle, what do you think? What do you six th- and a half? I don't think you mentioned the spread. Yep. They opened as six and a half point favorites, and it doesn't look like uh, much much line movement. Actually, I think I saw somewhere they have the line at eight. Which yeah, I saw seven and a half. So you know, in, it, in, it'll the gam- be, in the gambling world, going past that seven mark is huge. So yeah, yeah we'll see. We'll see. They'll probably play us pretty tough. I wouldn't overlook them too much. It, it I think we're, we'll put up a lot of points, but I think the Vikings' offense might be able to put up a few points against us. We'll just have to see that. But Kyle, what do you have for a score prediction? Mm. Let's uh, let's kick the shit out of them. Ooh, I mean their defense from the last time. The Packers played them in week one. I mean, they put up 43 that week. Mm-hmm. And since then, they've lost Ngakwe and Barr. So I don't see why they can't do 41 again. Let's go, or 40 again. So I'm going to go 41-17. Ooh, let's, yeah. Let's that, kick the shit out of them, dude. That, that's a shit kicker. That's oh, a shit kicker. That could get Zimmer fired. Let's go. But we will see my score prediction. I'm kind of sticking along with my prediction from last week. Not to brag, but I was pretty close. I think I... Guessed it would be thirty-seven to twenty-four, and it was thirty-five twenty. <laughs> Going to stay pretty close to that. I have the score of uh, the Green Bay Packers winning thirty-seven to twenty-five. Twenty-five. Yeah, I think the they have some decent skill position players. You know, they did have. They're coming off but of twenty-five. Bye week. Is just a weird football number. Yeah. Well, we'll see. That's why it's bold, maybe. Mm. But yeah, we'll we'll see. They still have some decent players. Our defense is still, you know, questionable. They're coming off a of bye. We'll see. But, Kyle, bold predictions? What is your bold prediction for the week? You go ahead. I'll go ahead? Okay, I will go ahead. I kind of mentioned Which it. last week, man, like I uh, I was very surprised that didn't hit because you got – what a uh, gift that was. I mean, you made that prediction knowing Aaron Jones was going to play. My bold prediction was A.J. Dillon getting his first touchdown. Aaron Jones got hurt on Thursday after we recorded. Nervous. So, yeah, it seemed like it, but did not happen. I kind of alluded to it earlier, talking about EQ and MBS, how maybe we're going to start moving the offense in a different direction. My bold prediction, someone who was an absolute freak last week with the touchdown, Freak Malik, Ooh. 50 yards receiving is what I have for the freak. I think it's bold. He only has three career receptions, <sighs> and right. he only had 10 snaps last week. That's fine. I mean, they got you playing cornerback, though, so it's like... yeah. 
and he's going to get the you know CB three CB four treatment. But all right, fifty yards, we'll do. We'll I'll allow it. Okay, I'll thank you, it. thank you, Kyle. What is um, your bold? Prediction? I was going to go ja- like a Jair pick, maybe two, but like the guy <laughs> just doesn't get thrown at, so yeah. I'm not gonna. Yeah. Well, um, but it's Kirk Cousins, so we'll maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. I am going to go with Babito. Ooh. Two touchdowns. Okay. I like it. That, I dos. Can see that Babito with dos. <laughs> what, what's touchdowns in Spanish? I don't know. I was hoping you were just going to say touchdown aids. <laughs> <laughs> that, that feels stereotypical. Yeah, that, yeah, not going to, you get it. <laughs> I mean, no ill will there. But moving on, yes, that is it for the preview, for the prediction, for the show. Kyle, this is your favorite part of the show. Hey, guys, this is a podcast. I'm a cool guy. <laughs> you know, if you All want. All right, good entry there. Subscribe, <laughs> unsubscribe, then resubscribe. Get our numbers up. Please. We have a five-star rating. It only takes you two seconds. And heck, if you want to spend a little bit more time, you really like the episode, leave a review. Because I want to get, you know, up, like when you search Packers on the Apple podcast, I want to be, you know, in that top six yeah. or whatever yeah because you need to like we're we're there when you search packers but it's like all the way at the end and it's just we deserve to be in that top exactly spot. do you think we put in the time yeah, do you think peter bukowski should be there do absolutely you guys think, not no, he's not from wisconsin we are from wisconsin is he not no he's like from new york or something Ew. he won't even be covering the packers in 10 years anyways but we, <laughs> bukowski's okay we don't actually hate him much but <laughs> so here's a review for, oh i was saying there if you take a if you leave a review take a screenshot email it to us or uh DM it to us on Twitter. Our email is pmppodcast at gmail.com. Our Twitter is pmppod on Twitter. Jeez, uh, Twitter, Twitter. Send it to us. We will send you a free koozie, which I sent out this week. So, hey, you'll Hey-o. be getting your koozies. But here is a review from last week. This is from Andrew. Okay. Title, a must-listen for all Packer fans. This Hey-o. podcast is filled with outstanding Packer info. All mm. things Wisconsin. In mm. parentheses, like the first Dorito out of a bag of... <laughs> Out of the bag dipped into top of the tater. Yes. Goat emoji. Absolutely. And an extra jolt of excitement heading into every Packer weekend. You guys do a great job highlighting the previous game, previewing the upcoming game, while still keeping things interesting every week with new trivia. Mm. Keep up the great work, you guys. Packers Reddit also loves the pod. Hey. Hell yeah. There we go. Yeah. So Thank you, Andrew. And thank you, Packers Reddit. Yeah. I guess. Yeah, sure. I guess going along with that, if you like the podcast, I don't know, share it on Twitter, share it on Facebook, share it on Reddit, whatever you want to do. Hey, that would be cool. But... Kyle, it's the end of the episode. I do not have anything else. Do you have anything else you have to get off your chest? I'm trying to think of a soliloquy. It's Vikings week, baby. Vikings week, yeah. Playing the Niners after that, yeah. Let's carve them up. Yeah, let's carve them up. Let, let's do what we do best, right? Let's, yes. Let's just shit on the Minnesota Vikings. And let's hang 40. Hang 40. And let's get Zimmer fired. Yeah. Ooh, let's get Zimmer fired. I like that. That's a good outro message. But with that, Kyle, I don't have anything else. Do you have anything else now? That is it for me. All right. Well, Beck and the Gorillas, please do not sue us. Go, Beck, go. It feels so good.